Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Hey, sports bettors, ready for some picks destined to fail? It's time to hear what the Sports Daily staff thinks of the weekend games. Uh, Destined to fail feels especially poignant this weekend because these games are just impossible to pick. Uh, AFC Championship, NFC Championship. We welcome in Paul Savage. Paul, how are you this Friday? I'm good. How are you guys doing? You doing all right? I mean, after all, you kind of, you know, sniffing my dust a little bit on on this whole thing. You guys okay? Seriously, I'm concerned about your mental health. You guys okay? Yeah, I've been Tommy's waiting on, on this heater. day for a long yeah. time. I've been waiting for a week because I went four and zero last week, and I'm I'm waiting for all the accolades and everybody to you know tell me how good I did. <laughs> Well, you know, you're still under 500 on the season. Um, we don't need to talk you know, about if Paul, that. If Paul was betting 100 bucks a game on every game we've picked throughout the year here, he'd be up a significant amount of money. Yeah. Uh, I would be down. Tommy, you'd be a little down. Not much. I, I've fallen three games now behind Tommy, and we're both 10-plus behind Paul. So we're not going to catch Paul through football picks. You know, we're going to start picking um, – we're going to start picking lacrosse and uh, <laughs> roller derby and some other things. There you go. But we'll we'll get there. Last week I went one and three. Tommy went four and zero. Oh. Paul goes two and two. Um, we're going to go find the very latest lines from BetMGM. So as of this morning, and and the Niners Eagles line has stayed pretty much the same. It's been basically Eagles minus two and a half all the way through. Uh, but the Chiefs line has obviously not stayed the same. It's been different just about every day. Right now, and this is probably where it will sit as everybody's confident in Patrick Mahomes' ankle or more confident than they were. Right, that's a it's good Chiefs way. Minus, Chiefs minus one and a half. So that's where we're going to pick these two games. Um, let's get right into it. Let's, let's talk about them. We'll start with the two o'clock game. Jad hits the music here and we make our picks. So San Francisco goes to Philadelphia. Paul, you're the leader naturally. You select first here. Which side of this are you taking? Well, wait a second. Uh, I'll, give me a give me a point spread. I I want to know what you finally. I know it's moved. Where two are, and a half? Okay. Eagles Eagles minus two and a half. Minus two and a half. You know this game tears me up. This is this is I think the the toughest game to pick. Part of the reason is uh, I've been breaking down in my mind uh, over the the course of this last week. You know who has the best offense? Who has the best defense going into these into these two games? 
And, you know, I kind of like a lot about both teams. If my question mark would be about anybody, it would be about Brock Purdy. Uh, but he's never lost a professional football game. Tommy, how hard is it to never lose a professional football game in your entire life? Well, I think it's pretty hard. Uh, wouldn't you say, Tommy? Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I, I've never played. I don't know. But I would imagine that would well, be difficult. Well, kind of tough to go undefeated in hockey. So, I mean, you get the idea. And so I'm torn on it. I'm really torn. My heart pulls me to take the 49ers. My brain tells me to take the Eagles. Where do I go? Where do What do I do? I'm not sure what. You know, the two and a half, I think, is insignificant. Jad, what are you looking at me like that for, for guys' sakes? You've got a commanding lead. It doesn't matter. You're going to win this thing. <laughs> it's pride. You're agonizing over this decision. Uh, I know it, but I mean, i got to beat Tommy. It's important that I beat Tommy. You already have. <laughs> oh, well, I need to beat Tommy this, this week. week. This <laughs> week. But anyway, I, I think, oh, man, I want to go with the 49ers. You know something? Sometimes heart has to overrule your brain. Guys, I'm not sure I'm doing the right thing. And I'm agonizing over this pick a lot more than it's going to be with the Bengals and the Chiefs. I'm agonizing, but I am going to go ahead and take the 49ers. Tommy, what do you think? Well, that was a lot of uh, internal debate to end up where oh. you did. Well, I'm torn. Um, I'm torn. I had taken a, a quick nap uh, <laughs> while you debated that, but I'm, I'm awake now. Uh, I'm ready to go. Look, I, I don't think this one is as difficult as as you think. And, and, and really, I think that it is a lot easier than the next game that we're going to pick. Uh, the 49ers have a ton of weapons, a ton of skill players. We know about that. We know about CMC. We know about Kittle and Ayuk and Samuel and all of that. But the Eagles have been underappreciated and underestimated all season long. They've had to prove themselves week in and week out that they belong as the top of that conference. And I think that they finally put it away and they finally proved to the world that they are worthy to be the representatives of the NFC in the Super Bowl. And on top of that, think of all the other fun storylines. If the Eagles win and the Chiefs win, you've got the Andy Reid Bowl. You've got Jason Kelsey on one side, Travis Kelsey on the other side. I'm going to take the Eagles. I, I really don't think it's going to be particularly close. I think the Eagles win by a touchdown. So that two and a half doesn't bother me whatsoever. I'll take Philly and I'll lay the points. I, I these this game pains me because I probably hate these two teams on a personal level more than any other teams in football. I can see I that. I despise yeah. despise both of them, right? A lot. So I can't even like find a pick with my heart pick in this. I don't have one. Um You don't have a heart? Well, not not when it comes to these two oh, teams, okay. no. Um I, I I just I think the Niners are a better team. The Eagles have done a better job of beating people badly this year. So I don't even know that the points are going to be a, a real big factor. But I'm going to take the points. I just like the Niners overall better. And Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts, I don't know how much different they are. I mean, Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. But if the Niners can take his legs away, and he does have an injury lingering here, we didn't really see him need to be tested a lot in that Giants game. I'm going to take the Niners. Shanahan's been in this spot before. 
I'm going to take the Niners. Wow, that's interesting. And look, if you want to give me <sighs> if you want to give me an island with the number one team in the NFC at home, I will gladly take that island. Right, but you Glad yourself, they will. You yourself, Tommy, just said you you don't know how they've done it. You didn't believe in them at first. Listen, I thought they were a fake for half the season. I thought the Eagles were just they were on a run. It was cute. It was nice. But I'm one of those guys that also thought the first half of the season for the Eagles was a fluke. It wasn't going to happen in the second half of the season. So, I mean, I look at the Eagles and I think to myself, well, this is a really rounded football team. All right, here's what I want to do. Just to help anybody who's thinking about betting this game, I'm going to ask you two both to tell me who has the better defense, in your opinion, on this game, who has the better offense, in your opinion, on this game. And let's see if what you guys say matches up with your picks. Tommy, best defense for uh, for this game, Eagles or 49ers? 49ers, for sure. The 49ers have the number one defense in the league. Okay. Jacob, yep. best defense? Yeah, it's the Niners. All right. Best offense, 49ers or the Eagles? Uh, I think the Eagles have a better offense than the 49ers do. Jacob? Agree. Eagles. All right. Well, defense wins usually. Defense wins championships, Tommy. That's what, <laughs> That's what we got to see. The problem, But the problem, Paul, with this game is... They both also have a really good defense and are both a really good offense. Like they, like they both have really good offenses and really good defenses. Right. We won't see that in the same way in the AFC Championship game, right? Like it's not, it's not like you're looking at it the same way, but you're looking at maybe the top two offenses and top two defenses in the NFC playing in the NFC Championship. I don't think that's that far off based on what we've seen this year in the AFC Championship game. I don't think that's anywhere near the case. Nobody's going to say the the Chiefs have a top defense in the AFC, right? But they've had the top offense. And they get the game at home. They get, you know, all the Burrowhead chatter and the streaks and all the stuff they've had to hear about for a calendar year. And we get this rematch in this game. Paul, you're leading. I'm going to make you pick first again. Not a problem. What do you think? Well, this to me is a fairly easy pick. Best and I and let me use my own criteria. These two teams, the Bengals and the Chiefs, who has the best defense? No question in my mind, Bengals have a better defense. Best offense. I think it's fairly close. I would normally give the uh, the tip of the cap to the Chiefs. Here's the problem, though. We've heard all week that uh, that Mahomes is going to play. How effective can he be? How easily can this injury be you know you know tweaked again? There's a lot of questions I have with regards to Patrick Mahomes. Now, he's not bad. He came in, did a good job, ran the team down the field when he needed to, scored. It was a nice, long drive. It was well done. It was well executed. But is he the guy to get it done in a championship game for the AFC? I'm not sure. With not being sure on that, most of the year, as you guys know, I have decided to go with the Chiefs. Even when my brain said, don't do it, my heart said, do it. Not this week, guys. Because I want to take these two picks, and I want to rub them in Tommy's face. So I'm taking the Bengals. Did you just taking say that you, did, you, you didn't know if Patrick Mahomes could win an AFC championship game? I just said. Is he, that what you just said? I No, that's not what I said. I said, I don't know how effective he can be. The ankle injury as it was replayed was, was, gosh, I'd almost thought when it happened, it was a break. I, I swear to gosh, that was, a, it was nasty. He's. And, He's got Gumby to him, though. He's got a little Gumby to him, and that has benefited him well over his career. Some guys have it, yeah, right? I, Some guys are just 
they're 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 more flexible. Yeah. They've got whatever that is. But you know what I mean yeah, when I, I say the Gumby thing. Oh, exactly. Mahomes has it. Yeah, he bends. I think that he, does. I think that does break a lot of guys' legs. Yeah, yeah. But he bends and he pops right back. You're, no, you're exactly right. But I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't get the feeling that he's going to be. Well, I know he's not going to be 100 percent at this at this particular time. It's not enough time to heal that kind of thing. But. Uh, with the flexibility that he has had and over the years, we have seen that. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be a force. But listen, the Bengals have such a big a big advantage on defense. They're a heck of a lot better on defense than the Chiefs are. And you guys know how I've ripped the defense for the, for the Chiefs throughout this season on occasions. I sometimes disagree with the way they line up. And this is professional football. I'm just a lowly indoor professional football coach. But I rip the way they line up. I rip the way sometimes they play their techniques. I'm not a big fan of the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Advantage on the defense to the Bengals. That's enough for me because both of these offenses are going to be pretty good, Tommy. I think both of them will be fine. I give the advantage. uh, If that's a wash for me, I'm going with the Bengals because they got a better defense. Tommy, what do you think? Well, I, I just want to point out real quick that, um, you know, I, I I honestly don't know how I do it every day. I, I've got to be subjected, sit here and be subjected to Paul's rationale and Jacob's dad jokes. And I just don't, I don't know how I can do it each day, but I do. I, I soldier on. I push through. Um, so it, it's a sacrifice. It, it, it's tough. But here I am. Uh, this game is i don't know it's a coin flip uh of course history would tell us that over the last calendar year the Bengals have had the chiefs number uh i really genuinely like the cincinnati Bengals. um i I like the the their complete team they're fun to watch uh and any week that they're not playing the chiefs i'm excited to watch them it's it's kind of musty tv but that being said so are the Kansas City Chiefs, and there's been a lot of bulletin board talk and a lot of questions about Mahomes' health and all of that. At the end of the day, it's the fifth straight AFC Championship game inside Arrowhead, and back-to-back games that they've taken on the Bengals with a, a, a shot at the Super Bowl on the line. I don't think that with all of that going on, that the Chiefs, Mahomes, Andy Reid, everybody involved, they're going to let the Bengals come in two years in a row in the AFC Championship game inside Arrowhead and best them. I just don't see that happening. Um, that being said, I don't have a clear focus on this one way or another. I think it's going to come down to uh, if the Kansas City defense and the front four can show up and get pressure on Joe Burrow, and if the running game and Isaiah Pacheco uh, is able to you know, find ways to, to make it work. But that being said, I'll take the Chiefs and I'll lay the points. Jacob, can I yeah, ask it's... Tommy a question real quick? Uh, sure. If you don't mind, because I didn't have time to check this. Do you know what color jerseys both teams are wearing? I, I, I kind of need Bengals. Bengals are going white. They're going with the whiteouts again. All, all same, white. same that they wore last. All white. Yeah. All white. Okay. Yep. What about the Chiefs? Are, are they going their normal? I'm assuming the Chiefs will do red tops and white bottoms. Okay. That's, that's, yeah, that, if that's, that's the case, sure. then, then then I've definitely got to go with the Bengals. Yeah, that, that is a great uniform. It is one of the best uniforms. Well, you know, it's one of my uh, major that, ways that of picking. White. Yeah, it's one of my major ways of picking. Yeah. Uh, well, especially when they're playing in the snow, Buffalo. How on earth, <laughs> Buffalo, did you ever That's let the visiting point. team wear all white uniforms when you know it's going to be a snow game? Right. When you have your own all white uniforms. Big mistake. Big mistake. Um, you know, this game, you said you like the Bengals, Tommy. I, I feel the same way. You know, I, 
I was on them last year. I said they're really good, and, and it played out, and I was so proud of that because it was an island last year. It's not an island anymore. We all know they're really good now, and they're a more complete team at the moment than Kansas City in some ways, but in some ways they're not either. I mean, they, they do have offensive line injuries that, yes, they know how to play through, but they still have to do it. Um I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. I I think ultimately they are so even. I think offensively the Bengals have more weapons. I think holistically they're a top-to-bottom better roster right now because their defense is ahead of Kansas City's. However, here's what Kansas City has. It has a quarterback, a tight end, a defensive tackle, and a head coach who are all in the conversation to be the best at what they've done ever in the NFL. That's not a stretch. Patrick Mahomes belongs in the conversation of best quarterbacks to ever play football. Travis Kelsey, for my money, is the best tight end that's ever played football. Andy Reid is in that conversation, and Chris Jones will be by the time he's done playing. Yes, the Chiefs have some you know, some holes in a roster that are naturally going to come because they have to keep paying guys and figuring out a way to fill the gaps. And yes, they have some deficiencies on both sides of the ball, but they have those guys in this spot preparing for a team that they've been trying to get revenge on for a year. I'm not betting against that team at home when the spread is nominal. I'm going to take the Chiefs, and that's the reason why. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in, I don't in have support a... of that. I think, you know, that that's so much better rationale than what color of jerseys they're wearing. But, you know, that's just me. Now, hey. if, listen, if they were playing in snow, I do think there's something to that. I saw warm-ups between Bengals-Bills last week, and I was like, the Bills are in big trouble here. You got the Bengals in all white, and everything on the field is white. I don't care. We can laugh at that all we want. I mean, maybe I'm an old man now, but that would mess with me. I mean, I, it'd be hard to see, harder to see guys. And I know the curse of the Cowboys' blue jerseys. So Cowboys usually play pretty crappy in their blue jerseys, typically, historically. They've overcome it sometimes. I, I'm a uniform guy too, Paul. Come on, we're superstitious. I know. I know. When, you know, superstition plays a lot in the game of football. There's no question about that. You know, so I'm kind of with you on that, and I do that just to tweak Tommy because, you know, it's so fun to tweak Tommy. It's really kind of become one of my hobbies. Uh, Paul, speaking of superstitions, baseball is the superstitious sport, right? Something cool happening for the baseball community this weekend that you're a part of. Tell us about the Kansas uh, or, or the, the Baseball Hall of Fame coming on this weekend. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, uh, Tommy and I t- are, are attending uh, on Saturday, which is tomorrow at 12 o'clock noon at the Candle Club, uh, the venue right next to the Candle Club uh, at uh, 13th and Woodlawn. We're attending the induction ceremony for the uh, – Kansas Baseball Hall of Fame, and man, it's a it's going to be a great one, Jacob. Uh, we got guys like Steve Burleson, who won over a thousand games in the Jayhawk JUCO Conference. The late uh, Duffy Cooley, uh, Aaron Crow, who has a little bit of time with the Kansas City Royals, and a guy we all know, Charlie O'Brien. How about that for a catcher? How would you like to be a major league uh, a pitcher and have Charlie O'Brien as your as your backstop? That's an amazing. Uh, situation for a, for a pitcher, 15 years in the majors, and of course uh, a mainstay in, in Wichita State ba- uh, baseball. Ron Schuler's going in, as well as the 1978 Wichita Southeast High School National Championship baseball team. And ironically, it's really cool the way this happened. I called 
I called Tommy. I said, Tommy, come on, let's go with me. Let's go to this together. And he says, that is so cool. As fate would have it, uh, his wife's uncle is was on the uh, 1978 uh, Southeast team is going to be at yeah. the. Uh, I, I'm assuming he's going to be at the yeah. induction ceremony. No, he, yeah, he he will he will be there. So uh, shout out to Mike Boswell, who was the first baseman for uh, the Wichita Southeast Golden Buffaloes that 1978 national championship team, uh, and he's my my wife's uncle. He will be there in the induction ceremony. So I've got that family connection, and then also I'm a big time Atlanta Braves fan. When I was a kid, Charlie O'Brien, of course, was a shocker. But he was an Atlanta Brave when they won the World Series in 95. Uh, and you're talking about, you know, being a major league pitcher, Paul, and having Charlie O'Brien as your as your catcher. Oh, my god! He was Greg. He was Greg Maddox's personal catcher in the 94 and 95 series. Right. One right. of the best pitchers of all time. So I'm excited for that. And, and just a real quick story. I remember uh, being a, a teenager when the Wranglers were in town and Charlie O'Brien, I believe, was with the White Sox organization back then. And whatever, he was doing a minor league rehab assignment, and the team came and played in Wichita. I got to meet him, uh, and that was so cool. And so I'm really excited that he's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, he's a great guy, and he's the nicest guy. I mean, you, you, you think, well, you know, some of these guys are prima donna. Not Charlie O'Brien. He might be one of the nicest guys to ever, to ever meet that I've ever met. And, and so we're going to have fun, aren't we? Tommy and I are going together, and we're going to have I'm a Paul's lot of date. fun. I'm, I'm, I'm Paul's plus one. Yeah, there so, you go. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I'm, my I'm plus excited one. for that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, everybody, we have about 15 or 20 tickets left that can be purchased at the door. Tickets are $25, Jacob. But that also includes the price of a Candle Club Barbecue Buffet. Now, that's not bad. A barbecue buffet provided by the Candle Club, not bad. So anyway, $25, just uh, show up around 12 o'clock noon. Come on in. Uh, buffet starts at 12 o'clock noon. Induction st- uh, ceremony starts around 12.30, Jacob, and uh, probably goes to about 1.45, never over 2 o'clock. So, uh, anyway, there you go. Everybody's welcome. We can take about another 10 to 15, maybe even as many as 20 people. Uh, if you want to come, we would love to have you. Uh, once again, tomorrow at noon at the uh, venue of the Candle Club, uh, $25.00. Also gets you a barbecue buffet. So, please, uh, come on over. Come on over and join me and Tommy. Uh, if anybody knows barbecue, it's Paul Savage and Hall of Fames. That, it's Paul Savage. So, go. yeah, check that out. Uh, be a cool event this weekend. You'll be able to say what's up to, to Tommy and Paul, if nothing else. So, check it out. 869-1240. We'll keep Paul around. We'll uh, make our way through a couple other storylines in the sports world as we roll forward on Sports Daily. Wrapping up the week on this Friday. All right, welcome back to Sports Daily. The coaching carousel in the NFL continues. We get one domino down. Frank Reich, after being fired as the Colts head coach, hired by the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Steve Wilkes, who had done a pretty uh, remarkable job as the interim coach, and his attorney's crying foul. 
uh, from Douglas Wigder, the attorney, quote, we are shocked and disturbed that after the incredible job Coach Wilkes did as the interim coach, including bringing the team back into playoff contention and garnering the support of the players and fans that he was passed over for the head coach position by David Tepper of the Panthers. There's a legitimate race problem in the NFL, and we can assure you that we will have more to say in the coming days. Um, it's an interest. I did not see this coming. Steve Wilkes, I thought, had a decent chance to get the job. Interim coaches are always tricky. They rarely do get the job in the NFL. Think back to the Raiders last year. Um, Frank Reich, though, like you're not making a great case to me with Frank Reich. Like, what did Frank Reich do in Indianapolis that makes him so qualified if you're Carolina? Like, at least if you're going a different direction, go a different direction that somebody, you know, that gets people excited. Tommy, what'd you think when you saw that hire? This absolutely should have been Steve Wilkes's job. Uh, I, I don't like the the decision that was made. I don't know if I would go so far uh, that you know Wilkes's attorney said about the legitimate race problem. I, I don't know. Right. I don't really have a comment on that. But I do think that Steve Wilkes was absolutely deserving to be the permanent head coach. I mean, it was a absolute dumpster fire with the Panthers when Matt Rule was fired. Um, they traded away Christian McCaffrey. They didn't have a quarterback. The Baker Mayfield experiment didn't work. There was a lot happening there that was really, really bad. And Steve Wilkes came in. He sort of steadied the ship and got them, yeah, back into playoff contention to a point where we were talking about, could the Panthers actually go to the playoffs? And what does this look like? Um, I feel bad for Steve Wilkes. He lasted one season in Arizona and got kind of a premature uh, exit there. And then, of course, what happened in Carolina, I feel bad for him. And if it was a slam dunk candidate like a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh or somebody like that, I would understand it more. But to your point, Frank, Frank Reich hasn't really shown a lot of promise as a head coach. And especially when you look back during his time with the Colts, he had, what, four different starting quarterbacks each year that he was there. And they don't have a quarterback situation solidified in Carolina either. I just don't see this going well. Yeah, that's that's the problem for me, Paul, on this. I don't think a lot of people realize Steve Wilkes is from Charlotte. He's from Charlotte. Um, he and he and Frank Reich have very similar resumes as NFL head coaches. Not very good ones, right? And if you're Carolina, to me, it's probably as simple as they wanted to go with an offensive-minded head coach, not a defensive-minded head coach, which is certainly a trend in the league. Um, but but Reich isn't the guy that garners all that much confidence, and it's always going to be a hard sell to the fan base to, instead of taking the head coach that struggled in his first stop that you know your fans and players love, versus taking the guy that could not be any lower in public perception. Well, I guess he could be Nathaniel Hackett, but Frank Reich's not, you know, he's not, garnering a lot of public support and you don't it's not like they have a now here's where this might make some sense Frank Reich when he does have a quarterback you know historically he spent some time with guys if Carolina turns around and drafts a young quarterback high I think this probably tells us that that's what they're going to do because that's the only reason Paul I could see them going with Frank Reich here well, the one advantage I have over you guys, I think, is that I have a real feel for Frank Reich and how he does things, how he's respected in his team. Let's not forget, excuse me, let's not forget that a year ago it was the Baltimore, I'm sorry, the Baltimore, it was the Indianapolis Colts that were on hard knocks. 
And, you know, you watch an entire season of hard knocks, no matter if it's the preseason or the end season, you get a feel. You get a feel for coaches. You get a guy, you get a feel. You get a feel for how guys are respected on a team. Frank Reich is, is, is highly respected, not only by the people that are, are surround him on that team, but are also, uh, you know, outside the team, inside the, the league, and that kind of thing. I get Here's it. why they do it. Tom. I get it. I get, I, I, I get it. I get why I they get hired it too. I, they're gonna they're gonna have a tough public battle. But the reality is, Frank Reich uh, spent time as a quarterbacks coach with Philip Rivers. Uh, spent time as a quarterbacks coach with I think Peyton Manning, uh, with Carson Wentz when he was good. That limited time. This to me screams Carolina is taking a young quarterback, and everything is focused on that. For that reason, I get it. Because I think teams that don't do that are not doing the best they can for those young quarterbacks, and that's ultimately got to be the path, right? It's one of the reasons why I think Justin Herbert has been so interesting is that he has a defensive-minded head coach and some turnover at that offensive coordinator position, and despite it, he's still been great. Think about how the Bengals have done it with Joe Burrow and how the Chiefs did it with Patrick Mahomes, right? Stability in that spot. Zach Taylor has been in that spot, in in that system, and Cincinnati stuck with him through some lean years, man, and that's paid off, clearly. I think Carolina is telling the world, we're taking a quarterback, we're getting somebody in here who knows how to coach young quarterbacks, let Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence's uh, union this year tell us everything you need to know about why we're bringing Frank Reich in, because the reality for that organization is, even if they don't win a ton of games, if they get the right development out of a good young quarterback, it will have been worth it for two or three years hiring Frank Wright. Again, I'm, this is where their head has to be on this. If they don't go take a young quarterback now, this move will have made no sense. But if they do, which I think they will, I think that's what they're telling us, then I, I suppose I get it. In my mind, this is less about Frank Reich and it's more about Steve Wilkes. Um and and me feeling like he is absolutely deserving to be a permanent NFL head coach and be given a chance uh, more so than what he's gotten. I'm not over here suggesting that Steve Wilkes is the you know next coming of Vince Lombardi or anything, but you know he hasn't in my mind been given a fair shake. Where you know he was in Arizona for that one year and then they blew everything up and brought in Cliff Kingsbury and drafted Kyler Murray and all of that. And now the sort of the same thing in Carolina, where, like I mentioned before, there was so much turmoil in Carolina and, you know, they, they shipped off a couple of players. And we, we talked about it on the show, you and me, Jacob, about at the time, how it seemed to be a fire sale. And there, there might've been other players that were potentially on the block. And we talked about (laughs) DJ Moore potentially, like there were a lot of guys that were going elsewhere. Right. And there was no thought in anybody's mind that the Panthers would have been able to do anything. They were one in four, I think, when Matt Rule was fired, yep. and then one in four when they traded away Christian McCaffrey, who is probably the number one player in the NFL right now. They traded him away, and Steve Wilkes won what six of ten games or seven of ten games in his. I mean, he had a winning record as the interim coach without Christian McCaffrey, and by starting guys like Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker at quarterback. I mean, I don't know what else he needs to prove to show that he can be an NFL head coach. So 
take away the Frank Reich thing. Okay, cool. Like, whatever. If they draft a young quarterback, they're resetting the franchise. They want to partner him up with Frank Reich. Okay, whatever. But in my mind, Steve Wilkes is absolutely deserving of getting another shot to be a head coach. I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, I, I agree with I, Yeah, I agree with that. But d- sometimes defensive coaches, it, it just, like, that's not the way the league goes. I think of Todd Bowles, man, and I thought Todd Bowles was going to nail it in Tampa. I, I said for a lo- I, forever, I was like, man, Todd Bowles has to get another shot. He's too good a coach. And it didn't work in Tampa this year. I, I just, you know, I think it is a little harder these days for defensive-minded guys to get the nods um, over some of these young offensive people because it's just the way the league's trended. When we say that, though, Paul, and you see guys like uh, Mike Tomlin, Mike Vrabel, right, who are in the mix, I think, every year as some of the top coaches in the league, defensive guys can still work. And and hopefully Wilkes does get a chance because I think, you know, he's got us all thinking about, like, what he could be as a head coach if he gets into the right spot. Didn't work the first time. Maybe it does in this time. And we know retreads work in the NFL. Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Sometimes it's about fit. And and I'm with Tommy and, and I think probably you, Paul. Hopefully Steve Wilkes gets that second shot at doing this so we can see if what happened in Carolina this year was a real thing. Just would have been cool to see him coach his hometown team and all that. And, and you know, again, I don't think there's anything sinister on Carolina's part here. I think they're simply doing this all for a quarterback, but it would have been a cool story to get him coaching in his hometown like that. It would have been really cool. There's no question, but I'll tell you what, you got to give Steve Wilkes a lot of credit because he handled this situation with class and he, and he, and, and basically what he said was, I get it. I understand this is the NFL. He's going to get his chance. There's no question in my mind. And as far as I can't believe that this is the second time in the same hour, I'm going to use the phrase defense wins championships. There's a place for a guy like a Steve Wilkes on any NFL yeah, football oh yeah. team. And and here's the thing. It all goes to, you know, whoever, whoever is the head coach is not going to be a position coach for the quarterback. Now it's important that he knows what goes on. But you know what's really important? Who is the offensive coordinator? Who is the position coach for the quarterback? Who is around this kid? Who or, or or a quarterback? I should say, not a kid, but but it will be a kid. Whoever they draft, who's going to be around that quarterback? Who's going to teach him the ins and outs, how to read, how to progress, how to how to work your feet, how to escape, all the things that go on in the NFL, which is so much more complicated than in the NCAA uh, Division One football. It's it's not even close. But the thing is, is that Steve Wilkes is going to end up as a head coach, and I think he's going to end up as a head coach fairly quickly. I mean, I, he, he automatically kind of goes on that list of guys that every franchise who has that opening, uh, no matter when it will be, whether it will be later in the season, which we don't know, or into the into next season as coaches start to get fired, he will be that one guy that everybody's going to take a look at. But he handled this situation with dignity. And, man, that's important because Steve Wilkes understands his chance will come. He will get it. Someone's going to pull the trigger on him, and he's going to have a chance to show what he can do with his own franchise. But the number one job for Steve Wilkes will be to hire that great coordinator, hire that great position coach for a quarterback. You know, he'll have it made. I think he's going to be a head coach. And not only that, I think he's going to be a good head coach. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, I don't know. He had, he had a shot. I don't know if he's going to be a good head coach. I know he was a great head coach this year in the interim. Um, and, and he is so well-respected that 
Yeah. They don't want to see him. Bingo. Get back. It's funny. I'm just looking back at his career. He actually played as as a wide receiver a little bit in the AFL. He was a defensive back in college, but did get over on that side of the ball just a little bit. But uh, Carolina, like many teams, trying to figure out how to move forward in the future. All right. 869-1240. Time for your calls in our last full segment coming up here on Sports Daily. It's Albrock, Caster, Savage, Jad Chambers, Packed House, TGIF. We'll get you ready for the weekend as we roll forward. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. A couple other coaching notes and nuggets here. Sean McVay is returning to the Rams, so that um, question is answered. Mike Tomlin enters the conversation now as a guy we don't know how long. It's interesting in Pittsburgh. Art Rooney wouldn't 
say that he's there for a long time, kind of dodge the question a little bit. Uh, Tomlin has a couple of years on his contract, but there had been rumors he might be interested in an analyst job at some point too. I think it's a little bit curious how many successful coaches are sort of looking at the Bill Cower, you know, thing here, right? Jimmy Johnson did this. Uh, we've seen guys do it. I, I think, Paul, you John probably Madden did can, it. John Madden did it at most famously. John Gruden did it uh, pretty famously. Paul, you've been a coach, not at this level, but you know the commitment it takes. Is it all that surprising to you? And 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 the money guys can make as analysts now is pretty high, but is it all that surprising to you to see the these guys who are some of the most competitive at what they do say, "Nope, that's enough. I'm going to I'm going to do something else now." Right. You know the old expression 24/7? That's what that's all about. That whether you're a position coach, whether you're the head coach, it really doesn't matter. It's a 24 it's a it's a 24/7 type situation. You're always there. You go in early, you stay late. It's all about Football, football, football. And really and truly, it's amazing at how it engulfs your life. People don't understand that. It's not a it's not an eight to five deal. That's not what this is. This is even when you're not there, you're there in your mind. Even when you're not there, you're thinking about what's my next move? What about my personnel? What what's going on inside my team? Whether it's the off season, whether it's in season or whatever the case might be, people don't understand what a grind it is to be an NFL coach. And even for that for that purpose is also even a Division One college football coach. It's pretty much the same thing. Engulfs your life. Guys don't want that. You can make a heck of a lot of money uh, broadcasting for Fox or CBS or, or, or ESPN. You can make a lot of money. Uh, and you can make equivalent money in a lot of cases. I mean, you didn't mention, uh, although he wasn't a coach, I mean, uh, you look at some of the guys that, that were quarterbacks who have been playing in the NFL and now are announcers for the various stations. They make a lot of money. They make millions of dollars announcing, and uh, they don't have to have the pains and arrows of football, the, what goes on, the, the, the pains and arrows of fandom and pressure. So I don't blame them. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a hoot to be a football coach. I'm not going to lie to you. I have more fun doing it than anything I've ever done in my entire life. I have a ball doing it. I still love it. That's why I'm still doing it. And uh, But anyway, it's, it's, it's something special. But I don't do it at the level these guys do it. That's not what is required of me at my job. But the pressure on them and the time commitment and what it takes away from a family is, is, is almost immeasurable in your life. And that's part of why I get the move over to the broadcast booth because that commitment is not near as bad as if you're a position coach or a head coach at an NFL franchise. Hey, Jacob, are you are you surprised that, uh, like, the other big news from the last 24 hours that Dan Quinn is staying with the Cowboys? Uh, you know, he had had a couple of head coach interviews and looked to be somebody that could probably get back on the sideline yeah. as a head coach, but he's going to stick around and be a part of Mike McCarthy's uh, staff there. No, I'm not surprised. I'm I not think either. you know a lot of people. A lot of people um, hate on Jerry Jones, and I get it. I listen. I totally get it. One thing you can never question, though, is his loyalty to guys. His, I think, his biggest flaw as an owner, honestly, is that he hangs on to people too long. Whether that has been head coaches over the years, whether it's giving older players bigger contracts than they need to because they're his guys. I, I think there's a reason players and coaches love Jerry Jones 
And it's because he is loyal to him, right? And sometimes that's to a fault. He's not the cutthroat executive that a guy like Bill Belichick is in a lot of ways. So, no, I'm not surprised because I think, you know, it it, it falls right in line with, and, and I know that's why you brought it up, Tommy, right in line with, like, quality of life type stuff. Yeah. Dan Quinn's happy there. Clearly, he's happy there. He could have had jobs in each of the last two off seasons, and but he's happy doing what he's doing, and he and he probably really likes the players. You have to imagine he really likes ownership there. And I listen. I imagine Jerry Jones is taking care of him, and it's probably one of the smartest things he could do this off season if he's not making a change at coach is to bring Dan Quinn back because the only way that the Cowboys can do what they need to do is to just have the best defense in football consistently and then see what happens with the offense. Um, so, no, I'm not I'm not surprised at all, Paul, and I can't imagine you are either. Well, one of the things, too, is you look at, like, a, 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 a Coach Quinn, you look at a guy like that, and you think to yourself, well, you know, I get it. You know, if you're going to get on this carousel of NCAA Division I football or pro football, you're going to get get ready to move your family. Some guys want stability yeah. in their family, in their family life, for their kids, where they go to school. And part of that is Dallas is a pretty good place. It's a good franchise to, to raise a family, maybe to put down a little more permanent roots. I get that, and I think it's a big deal. Some guys just don't want to get on the, the, the caravan of moving every two or three years. And I got friends who have coached for 30-plus years, moved 17 times in 30 years. That's not a... Uh, that doesn't hurt to have Micah Parsons either. Yeah. Um, yes. All right, we'll come, we'll come back. We'll tell you what's coming up on a busy weekend here on our family and networks when we wrap up this Friday on Sports Daily. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 